version of the sports feud as we sit here in another snowy environment it is freezing cold outside i had a shovel this morning i had a shovel the driveway and this and the sidewalks it's time i need to move yeah i haven't i, I have to take this whole body and move i haven't quite gotten to that level yet uh didn't have time to go out and do the shoveling today but uh i'll get to it eventually probably right after the pod um but man, it's the snow is here again. We thought we were beyond this. It got kind of up into like the fifties. I thought it was pretty nice, and then more snow. But um, what's the saying? When it rain, it, when it rains, it pours, right? Correct. Yeah. So we're gonna be stuck with some snow for the next couple of weeks, uh, I, I, potentially. I am putting my golf clubs, golf bags, and mothballs. No man. By the what? time I see the course, I'll probably be ultimately old. Well, it's, it's definitely going to be wet, so it's going to be a little while before we get out and play some golf. But uh, some good news for Philly fans on a couple of uh, of ways this week. Uh, we'll start with the big news. The biggest contract in the history of professional sports was given out by the Philadelphia Phillies to Bryce Harper yesterday. $13,330,000,000 contract. They were totally delusional. That's all I'm going to say, delusional. No, he's a great ball player, okay? Right. I, I wouldn't, great is probably going too far over the edge. Very good ball player. Yeah. Take the money, get pitching. Pitching wins baseball games. I, I don't disagree with you necessarily, right? I just feel that they needed some offense. Pitching wins baseball games. Uh, I, I, I know you disagree did. a little bit with that, honestly. Okay. okay. The well, best pitching staff that has been assembled in the majors Recently, right, would have been the Phillies when they had Cliff Lee, Roy old, Halladay, old Roy Oswalt, old. I'm trying to think of the fourth person was now. I can't. Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels, who was not old at the time. He was the only one that wasn't he's, he's old. Not old at the time. Okay, Oswalt was done. He was over the hill. They bought into. I got to go do something at the trade deadline. No, no, no. They got him at the beginning of the season. No, they didn't. They got yeah. him at the trade deadline. Well, I look at it and I go. You tell me pitching wins championships. Those are, that's pitching. So the Phillies that year went out and got a whole bunch of pitching. Correct. And didn't do anything offensively. Did they get to the World Series? Uh, Only because they brought in Pedro near the end of the year. Did they get to the World Series? I think so. And lost to the Yankees. So pitching got them to the World Series. Yes, they they lost to the Yankees. Right. But pitching got them to the World Series. Yeah, I think the Phillies, what the Phillies have right now is a very good pitching staff. It can get better. Uh, but they needed offense. They needed somebody to anchor the middle of that order. They need pitching. Pitching gets you in every game. Pitching. Okay. So look at their pitching staff. You have Nola. Who had the best pitching staff in the majors last year? Uh, I'm going to take a leap of faith. It was one of three teams. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Houston. Right. Uh, the Dodgers. Hmm. Uh, was that a mm, like maybe don't know? I don't know if I would have put the Dodgers up there. <clears throat> you wouldn't put the Dodgers up there? Not for best pitching staff. They have a they have a really good ace, right? In Kershaw. In Kershaw, I just don't know if I would say the entire pitching staff from top to bottom was like the best. I, I don't maybe top maybe top five, but even then that's a stretch. I, I don't even know if I'd put them in top five. Boston, yes, but none of those guys were quote unquote. Um, besides David Price, right? None of those guys were free agent, um, hired guns. Chris Sales? Uh, didn't they get him in a trade? Uh, could be, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Some of those guys are young, wait, though. Wait, wait, I'm wait, talking wait. about their young pitching staff. We're not talking about young. No, 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 no. But what I'm pitching. saying is, yeah, but what I'm saying is, you're saying go out and get pitching. The Phillies right. need pitching. Right. I'm saying the Red Sox, besides David Price and maybe Chris Sale, the pitching staff they have had has been homegrown. Okay. Right? Okay. So the Phillies have really good young pitchers. Let them grow. Let them become Velasquez over the hill. He's not Pavetta over the hill. Over the hill. Right? Ben Lively, I think they traded. Thompson, how, they traded. How trade old it. does somebody have to be to be over the hill? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm saying they're not pitchers, they're throwers. Um, I think with Nola, Arietta, Pavetta, Velasquez. Yeah. You got enough of a, a mix. 
in there at pitching staff that, that you're giving the team something different every night. Right. So if they took the money that they gave Harper and they went out and they got Kuschel from right. Houston. They got Kimbrell from the Boston team. Right. And and then they, they went and traded numbnuts in center field and got themselves like a real pitcher back. Yeah. Okay, now I don't need as much offense because I improved my defense. And I am in every game. So I, I, I think that's a very duty to win every game. I think that's an old school mentality on how to you, you, you manage a baseball game. You, you no, no, no I agree. But think about the new analytics that are out there right now. How often do pitchers pitch complete games? Right. Besides Kershaw, besides Verlander, probably not very often. Co- correct. So all you need That's is, why you need a lot of them. Well, all you no, you need a lot of relief pitching. Need that too. Right. I actually think the relief pitching is more valuable than the uh, starting pitching. Oh, oh, okay, because but, starting pitchers go maybe but, five innings now. But, whoa, 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 whoa. Key, key. You you notice, let, let, let's, we're, we're splitting hairs here. Starting p- pitching or relief pitching. I'm going, you need pitching. You don't need an outfielder. You need pitching. Regardless, if you're going to spend money on a player, I'd rather see you spend it on somebody that's going to impact the game over the course of nine innings every game than a dude that's going to pitch maybe once every four or five days and pitch five innings. Okay, that's why you go get a pitcher, a real pitcher. Okay, somebody who's not going to be a five-inning pitcher, i.e. Vince Velasquez. Right, you go get a real pitcher, but the like thing Kuchel. is, hold on. But the thing is, we'll get to Kuchel like in a second. Jill Gonzalez. No, no, we'll get to Kuchel in a second. If you're scoring offense, if you're putting runs on the board, you can stretch a pitcher longer than five innings. If you go into theory, I have no pitching. I got to out club you. Yeah. Okay. So, so there have been a few teams in baseball history, right. that have done that. Yes. The Big Red Machine. Okay. Their pitchers. Cincinnati they Reds sucked. They out clubbed you. Okay, but but they were an anomaly. You you could throw the Pirates in there in the seventies, right? With the We Are Family, right? Group. Yeah. Their pitching staff wasn't great, but they outclubbed you. But they're the anomaly. Okay, most teams that get there are because they have great pitching. The last Phillies team that won the World Series, two thousand and eight. Right. right. Did they have a great pitching staff? They had a they had a very good pitching staff. Oh, I disagree. And they had a killer relief pitcher. Remember Brad Lidge? No, he he just got hot. I oh. don't know if I call him a killer relief pitcher. Okay, he got okay. hot. I that believe year. that season he was undefeated. Yeah, but they went to the playoffs with Jamie Moyer as a starting pitcher. It doesn't in matter. His 40s. He's a pitcher. Oh my gosh! Did Jamie win games for them with if his arm? If you compared the Phillies' starting pitching staff to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays' starting pitching staff. The Rays had the better staff, one to five. Oh, oh okay. And the who, difference was who, the Phillies had the better offense. Who won the World Series? The Phillies because of their oh, offense. Oh, okay. But their pitching staff was good enough to keep them in the game, right? So you're telling and me. And shut down the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, right. So you're telling me the Phillies, as currently constructed right now, don't have a good enough pitching staff to keep the offensive teams they're going to play in check. Okay. Aside from Nola, and I'll even go Arietta. Okay, after that, it's a crapshoot. So unless Harper, who's going to get maybe three bats a game, is on some freaking Superman kryptonite season, right? Okay, he can only drive in one run unless the rest of them all hit the freaking ball. All right. Yeah. The pitching staff, if they don't give up runs, Harper's one home run wins the game one nothing. But you need a pitching staff. They got two pitchers. I'm not even sure Arietta. I'll go one and a half pitchers. Nola and Arietta. After that, it's a crapshoot. All right, let me try a different angle. Spend the money, go get a pitcher. Bryce Harper played for the Nationals for the last, you know, uh, what, nine seasons? Correct. And maybe seven seasons. And uh, his team in in Washington had a very good pitching staff. Max Scherzer. Starters. Gio Gonzalez, Steven Starter. Strasburg. Starter. Right? So what, you're telling if, me they had no relief pitching? If the starter left, their bullpen was a piece of crap, they'd lose the game. Right? So unless that starter was pitching nine innings every freaking game, 
or unless right. the offense scored, you know, like some ungodly amount of runs. When when the dude went, hey, I need a relief pitcher, guess what happened? Game went down tubes. But I think if you look at it, the team in Washington was having offensive issues because the entire team was basically relying on Harper. So they weren't scoring a lot of runs. And the pitching staff there, even as great as it was, right, was pitching in tight games. So they could lose games really? two to one or two to nothing. Right. But no if they had had, if you're losing games two to one and three to one, you, you got a decent relief relief staff. The thing is, you got to be able to put up more than two or three runs a game. Okay. I so, think so, the Phillies so are going to be an straight. offensive juggernaut. And you think the Phillies are going to be an offensive I juggernaut? I believe they're going to be an offensive juggernaut. Listen, when you when you started this podcast, yeah. did you start like with Fantasy World? I no, mean, did but you get some I, kind of wacky water today or something? I, I think it's ridiculous that, that you believe they still need that, – that the Harper signing basically did nothing for them and that they still need a pitcher. I think – the Harper signing gave them a left-handed bat, which they sorely needed. Gave them a person you can't necessarily pitch around because Who, they made other moves as well. well right. I'm not right? saying that. Look, they had, I would call it a, a very good, if not an excellent offseason. Well, not, you're not, on record, by the way, as saying if they signed Bryce Harper, uh, the GM got a B-. minus. Correct. Because he didn't get pitching. If he goes out and gets a pitcher, if he if he goes out and gets a starting pitcher right. or a, a a relief pitcher, I'm gonna I'm gonna increase that rating. Okay. Well, he got relief pitching though. Right, but he needs more. Oh, you never gosh. have enough pitching. I don't know how you can give him a B minus. I think look at all of Did the you get a pitcher? he didn't get a pitcher. Hold on. So look at all of the transactions the Phillies have done this year. You got you got to look at the full picture. I am right? looking at the full picture. He did a very good job. He got a, he got a great defensive catcher, a great, you know, probably got the best, best catcher, pa- catcher in the baseball, right? Yeah. Legitimate shortstop, Segura. Segura, yep. right? Can't argue with him there. Got a revitalized, I believe, Andrew McCutcheon, which I think is going to be the steal of the offseason. Right. Right? Big Andrew McCutcheon fan. Okay. Put Reese Hoskins on first. Put Reese Hoskins on first. Got some nice relief pitching in, in addition to Segura from Seattle, yeah. which I also agree with. Very nice move on his part. Okay. But where is the freaking starter? Middleton, the owner, got enamored with, I got to make a splash. I got to get a good ball player. I, I, I got to put somebody that's going to make the sports writers in Philly love me. And the fans up there love me because I spent goofy money. Spend the goofy money, go get a pitcher. You still got a center fielder out there that half the time swings at the ball three feet over his head. May, on occasionally, actually make a good catch in the outfield. I, I Okay, so you can be upset that they haven't gotten a pitcher. I'll, I'll let you be upset that they haven't gotten a pitcher. Thank you. Look at the Bryce Harper deal. And this is why I'm not giving him a B minus. I, I believe the GM should get a, an A. I wouldn't give him an A plus. I have a new standard for what an A plus is, and that's that's Elton Brand, right? So I'd give this guy an A, right? And here's why I'd give him an A. Yes, Bryce Harper's contract is the richest in baseball when you look at years and just total total um, total cost of, of money at the end of this, right? Three hundred thirty million dollars. However. It was over 13 years, making it a cheaper per year contract average than Machado's. There's no opt-out clause. Machado, I think, has an opt-out clause after year five. Correct. So Harper's committing to like, I'm not opting out. I'm here for 13 years, right? That's because he doesn't want to commit suicide with the Philadelphia fan base. There's no trade clause, right? So the no, Phillies no, are making he, a commitment. I thought he had a no trade. Well, that's what, I mean. that's what I mean. There's a no trade clause, which means the Phillies are also making a commitment that if we do decide to get rid of you, we'll give you some control back, but we don't plan on doing that, right? There's a, there's no trade clause in there. Um, now, there's some – the way that – I read this earlier today. The way the contract was scheduled uh, with the with the money, the last three years are actually not that bad for the Phillies. He'll be 39 years old. Yeah, but the contract – he gets on the field at 36, 37, 38, 39. I get it. But the contract – I think the worst contract in baseball is Bobby Bonilla's contract that he signed with the Mets. That's got to go down as like the worst contract look in baseball. Look at it from Bobby Bonilla's well, standpoint. It was he's great. He's still getting paid, right? right. So, yeah, Bonilla's right. getting paid. He's still getting a paycheck. But, but he, Harper's only set to make $22 million in an average salary the last three years of the contract. Do, do I play the violins now? $22 no, million. No, but when you think about I how they – I can't even get the, you know, freaking – so security without taxes. Think about how these contracts normally are done. Normally, teams defer a huge bit of money to the, the outgears, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But instead, the Phillies front loaded it. 
didn't front load it, but the the next two years, I think he's getting like twenty six, twenty seven million dollars each year. Right. Right. Which is right. strategic for a reason, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. And then the last three years, twenty two million. So they got flexibility. Right. Right. The worst deal I think the Phillies ever did was Greg Jeffries way back in the day. That was the albatross of a contract that they could never get rid of. Right. Do you, I think he played no, third Ryan base Howard's. or short. Well, Ryan Howard. Okay. Yeah. Tried. But he that got did. injured. Jeffries never got injured. I was going with somebody that, that never oh, okay. really got injured. Okay. Right. I might give you that one. Yeah. So from that, I would agree though, that Ryan Howard's is, is probably the worst, but I think it was a great contract because it provides them flexibility. I still believe they could, if they wanted to go out and get a starting pitcher, they need to get a pitch. Right. And, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that that would help. I'm saying when you look at all the moves in totality, that lineup is the best lineup in the National League. Good pitching prevents scoring. So I'm still sitting here going, look at the National League East. As you rightfully said, okay, the Nationals have a great starting pitching cast. Now their Mm -hmm. bullpen still sucks, but they got a great starting pitching cast. So that's going to negate some of that, that offense that the Phillies supposedly have. The Mets, their starting pitching is pretty good. Now, their bullpen sucks, right? But their starting pitching is pretty good. Now, go down to Atlanta. Atlanta, mm, their starting pitching is okay, right? So, I'll give the Phillies a little bit of an edge there. Marlins, obviously, I'm going to give the Phillies an edge there, okay? But if they want to progress and they want to get into the National League, like, elite, look look at the teams they're going to have to face. The Cubs with decent starting pitching. The Dodgers, decent start in pitching, right? The Giants, even though they're old and over the hill, their start in pitching isn't bad, all right? There's not a single team in the National League that fears me as a Philly fan. Not one. But that's the that, that's because of the water you're drinking over there. No, 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 no. no. Right? But think it's about this. It's giving you delusional you, moments. You talk about players being over the hill. The Cubs, right? over the hill. What do you mean over the hill? Who's they have no pitching staff. They have also a very old offense. Okay, right well, in okay. terms of so, they have Chris Bryant well, 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 and Anthony let, Rizzo. Let, let's stick with the pitches there. Yeah. So Lester's going to start. How old is Lester? Doesn't matter. He's old a, over the hill. He's still a good starting pitch. You wouldn't if the Phillies got Lester. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go. No. Oh, okay. So you don't want Lester. Here's the thing with Lester. Lester was a great pitcher when they had. Uh, Arietta. No, 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 no. He had a specific catcher that he had to have. David oh, Ross. Okay. Right? So when he had David okay. Ross, yeah. Lester was an ace. Oh, okay. Uh, a so shutdown ace. Catcher. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, he's always had a specialist catcher with him. Right? Okay. He had like his own catcher. That could okay. only That was the only catcher he could Sounds pitch like to. Bob Gibson right? and Tim McCarver. Sure. Right? But ever since that, he hasn't been dominant. Like he wasn't. John Lester was not dominant last year. So So you wouldn't you wouldn't take John Lester on your team? Not not from a Phillies perspective, no. Okay. Again, I, I understand the water over there must be a little whack, but hey. No, I, I wouldn't. I would. So, the, so the, now, the, the only how about p- Hamels? Would you take Hamels? Yeah, I would take Hamels. But oh, okay. I would now, take Hamels, Hamels is older than Lester. Yeah, yeah, I would take Hamels for sentimental reasons. Oh, not saying that he oh, would come oh, in and dominate. Oh. I'm just saying I would take Hamels back for sentimental oh, okay. reasons. Okay, would you take Hamels over Velasquez? Just uh, pitching wise. So that's tough to say. I've actually would, would been. Would you take in, Lester over Velasquez? No. I what? I've, I've been in the ballpark when Velasquez was on. Like I was actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in when he's the on. Well, whatever. I'm just saying when, when he's, he's on, on, he he's he's there. So, but he's young. He's still developing, oh, man. Oh, oh, You're not okay. talking about Velasquez like he's 30 years old and he he okay, has a track listen. record of not performing. He's still young and can develop. Okay, but listen to me. If you put Hamels or Lester, take either one, and slot him in instead of Velasquez, how many games you think you're going to be in? You think they're gonna let's let's say they pitch ten games out of the ten games. I'm looking up what Lester's statistics were last year. I'm, I, I'm I gonna, give, I'm gonna say fifty percent are bombs. Your... They don't get out of the first inning. They don't get out of the second inning. Okay? But the other five games that they're pitching, right? They're in the game. They give their team an opportunity to win. He had an ERA last year of three point three. Right. Playing in the band box called Wrigley Field. Uh, Where if you hit a fly ball and the wind's blowing out, it yeah. leaves the park. I'm trying to actually pull it up here. Let's see. Yeah, so uh, he was 18 and six with an ERA of 3.3. Right. How do you in Velasquez? Yep. This will um, be good. Yeah, I got to figure out how to spell that. Velasquez. It, it's a it's a Venezuelan name. 
Velasquez. I'm doing a search. It doesn't mean I'm going to find oh anything. Lord. Okay, we're, we're going to have to work on our, on our Spanish. I probably should just look up by the teams. It's probably the best way to go. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, the Phillies pitching staff. And you'll notice oh. that they'll probably only have two pitchers, two names. Current organization. Let's see. Uh, Velasquez. There we go. Vince Velasquez. Is that yeah, the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 26 years old, by the way. Right. Young guy. Right. But, and he still hasn't figured out how to pitch yet. He had a higher war. He had a higher war wins above replacement than John Lester. John Lester was at point nine. His ERA? his ERA was four point eight five. Oh, okay, four point eight five. Okay, and he's playing in the band box. Okay, Lester's playing in the band box. But oh wait, wait, the over the hill guy, right? Who happens to also be a lefty? He was in the threes. Vince was closer to five than Lester was to four. Yeah, but I, you have to keep in mind. He didn't have much of a team last Folks, year offensively. This is why I'm team. telling you, man, I'd this rather have the last We should call this. He's 26 years old. He's Illogic played in the majors for three Illogic. years, right? I wish I I, I got to go back to I got to go back to Lester. I want to see what his statistics look like when he was 26 years old. Now, granted, he was playing for the Red Sox, who I think had an amazing offense when he was there. Doesn't so I'm sure matter. he has a lot more it's wins. A bat pitching, no. pitching. I disagree. Okay, well, that's why you're over there in that chair with the bottle of the goofy water, and I'm over here in this chair with a cup of coffee. Here you go. Here you go. I got it for you right here. Yeah, this will be good. So, <clears throat> 26. What was his ERA? I'm going to go with his. He was, a, he, he was a starting pitcher when he was 22. Right. Okay. He's been pitching a while. Yeah, yeah. So, the first season. Yeah, first season. His ERA was 4.76. Okay, 22. 22. 23, his ERA was 4.57. Right. He's all in the American League, so yep. there's no pitcher in the lineup. There's DHs in the lineup. But go ahead. Oh, He's my God. Are you really making excuse? Okay. Do you want me to do the Cubs whoa, statistics? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's two. Whoa, all wait, right. wait a minute. Back up. Give me the ones again for 22. Four point what? 4.76 and 4.57. Okay. So between 22 and 23, it went down. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they're both below Vince, who's got... A pitcher in the lineup that he's throwing against at 26. Yeah. So now, so at, in, wait, wait, in his wait. 26 season. So when he turned 26, yeah, yeah. Lester's ERA, yeah, was 3.25. Right. However, 3.25. However, we're looking at current John Lester, no, who is? No, no, I thought you would compare 26 and 26. I am, and oh, I'll, I'll right, give see, you, see. I'll give you, wait, I'll give you that Lester maybe at 26 was a better pitcher than oh, Velasquez. Wow. So I'll walk oh, that wow. back. I'll walk that back. However. He's 35. He'll be 35 this season. Okay. So nine years older than Velasquez. So you're okay. nuts for winning Lester over Velasquez just for that reason. But on top of that, it uh, last year he was 18 and six. He had an ERA of 3.32. Oh, oh okay. The 18 and six, 3.32. Yep. Okay. What was Velasquez last year? Like 4.8, I think. Right. How many wins did he have? Well, six and 18. Okay. And he was 25, and 26. the other dude was 35. Hold on. And the year before a that, pitcher versus wait, 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 a thrower. Whoa, whoa, whoa. no, don't go there. So the year before that, when he was 33, the year after they won the World Series, okay, John Lester was 13 and eight, yeah, with an ERA of 4.3. Okay. So, again, when he has like his so, own, so far his stats are better than Vince's. Well, you got to like the David Ross years when David Ross was his oh personal catcher. Okay, Lester, I don't care who the frick the catcher. No, was. I'm just saying when he Vince, had go his get own a personal catcher. No, no, no. When he had his own personal catcher, his ERA was 2.46, 2.5, 2.3, 2.4. Okay. The years David Ross caught him. Okay, right? so he needs to go find himself a personal catcher. But even the years that he didn't have Ross as his personal catcher, yeah, there's still better stats than Vince. So don't give me this analytic, you know. And, and, and all the stats, because when you do, years old, man. you will see that Vince Velasquez is not the same pitcher as John Lester in the old man stage. So I'm looking right now at the entire Philadelphia Phillies pitching staff. Oh, my God. And you're crying over there. No, I'm not. But I'm, I'm looking at this. So I'm just looking at the, the pitching staff and the way that it's uh, set up. Set up. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Nola's first. Um, Nola's got to be first. Hold on. Somehow I got to the relievers page. Oh. All the pitchers yeah. on here. Okay. The two oldest pitchers. Right. Pat Neshek. Yep. Never heard of the guy. Relief pitcher. All-star. Went, got traded to the Rockies and now is back. Okay. Relief pitcher? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, David Robinson, Robertson at 33. Right. They just brought him in from free agent from the Yankees. Another outstanding relief pitcher. 
The next oldest guy is Jake Arietta, 32. Okay, starter. Tommy Hunter, who's injured, by the way, 31. Right. After that, yeah. everybody on here is under 26. But 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 you're not telling me pitchers. You're giving me throwers at that point. Name, name somebody other than Nola, okay? Name some of the other guys who were in that, that group. Hold on, I'm clicking on Nola. I want to get I want to get Nola's stats. Oh, gee. So 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 we don't want to face. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So Nola versus Lester may be a better comparison early in the careers. Okay. Than Velasquez. Okay. Nola, a real pitcher, real pitcher who probably should have won the NL Cy Young last year. Correct. Had an ERA of two point three. Oh, okay. Seventeen wins, six losses. Okay. The year before that, yeah, he was twelve and eleven with an ERA of three point five. Okay. So you would have said, oh, thrower. Then no, no, no. Year, I, I'm called Nola Pitcher. Yeah, now because of his success in the one season. Oh. The year before that, when he was 23, he was 6-9 with an ERA of 4.8. So that's that's Velasquez. Okay. That was given listen, a chance to then listen, turn into a pitcher. Listen, you're having a mental moment. Right? I'm so not having a mental I, moment. I, I, I'm crushing I'm this argument. I'm sorry. Totally it, crushing this argument. I'm sorry you're having a mental moment, right? The Phils need to go get pitching. Okay. Harper's a nice pickup. Okay, but is he going to put them in the World Series? No. He might put them in the playoffs, maybe. They need a pitcher. All right, so which of the three pitchers would you take? Dallas Coachel, uh Craig Kimbrell, or Gio Gonzalez? Uh, Kershaw. The guy from uh, and, and I take Numbnuts yeah. in center field. Now that I got Harper, right. okay, I take Numbnuts in center field. I hope he likes Arizona, and I get me Robbie Roy. It's a good move. I know it's a good move. It's good Again, move. you notice I'm getting a pitcher. A pitcher. So you think, you believe the Phillies' next steps are they need to go get a pitcher? They need a pitcher. All right. I think they need to get themselves a quality infielder that can uh, sort of platoon different spots. I know they have Kingery right now, and I think they're planning on using Kingery for right. that with Hernandez. Right. But I'd like to see him get somebody a little bit more. Well, Kingery's going to have to play second base because Hernandez is hurt. Yeah. They need to get some depth in the infield. But anyway, all right, other Philadelphia news. Other Philadelphia news. St. Nick, unfortunately, looks like he's not coming back to Philadelphia. Oh, okay, but everybody recognized that. And good for, for, for Nick, right? I mean, he deserved it. He had some hard times. He rectified the ship, came back, performed excellently for the, for the Eagle fan base. He will always be welcome in Philadelphia. You, you know that as well as I do. Oh, yeah. When, when he walks into that stadium at age 50, yep. right? And what's he gonna do? Hold up the ring. Hold up the hold up standing the ovation. It'll be a standing up. Even if he comes back with another team, he's gonna stand ovation. It'll be a standing up. <laughs> if he goes to the Sixers game, standing up. Right. right. He goes to Flyers game, standing up. Right. Goes to Phillies and throws out the first pitch, standing up. Ovation. Right? right. Yeah. So I wish him the best. I hope he goes to a good team, not some team that's going down the tubes. So I was I was looking at this the other day. There's not a lot of teams available for him to go to right now. Well, Washington. That's the obvious one. They don't have a quarterback. Washington's an obvious one. I don't think um, – I don't know if he would go there. I, I, I just – I don't okay, know if he'd so, go to Washington. So, so let me see if I have this straight. I'm, I'm you know, Snyder, who's a little mental. Yeah. He's, he's definitely mental. Right. I'm going to give you $100 million to come down here and play football. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. I, I don't like your team. I'm going to give you $100 million to come play football. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Are, are Nothing you... the Redskins have ever done when it comes to spending a lot of money has ever worked out. Oh, okay, On top of that, I don't that... know if Foles wants to have to play Philadelphia twice. Okay, let me ask you something. Right. right? If somebody came to you today and said, here's $100 million. You have to play Duke twice a year. Right. But you're going to get $100 million. Are you telling me you're going to turn that down? Yeah, because I'd be putting together all sorts of NCAA infractions, and oh, okay. I would never see the money, I, man. I am immediately taking this podcast. <laughs> I'm taking it into your better half and telling her this is evidence no, I'm of just, you I'm, needing a commitment proceeding. I believe Foles doesn't want to play in the NFC East. I think he will take a job anywhere else but the NFC East. So that takes the Cowboys, the Giants, and Washington off the table. When you take those three teams off the table— and, and now that Flacco's out in um, Denver, the only team that is left for him to really go to that needs a quarterback is Jacksonville. And I'm not sure Jacksonville wants to bring Foles down there. I think they want to draft a young quarterback and, and build him up. I, I think you are missing out on one Miami. I think Miami would take a, take a look at him. Uh, I, and here's a, here's a surprise one, a surprise contender here. Go ahead. 
as a backup, as a backup, the New Orleans Saints. Brees getting a little old. He yes, but they have they have two quarterbacks there already that backing them up. Teddy Bridgewater, yep. who I think is a free agent, but they they could resign him. And then there was a guy that they brought in to run the Wildcat that they also had to throw the ball a couple times. I don't remember what the guy's name was. I can't remember the guy's name, but if you had Poyer the opportunity to sign Foles as your backup to uh, Breeze, you you wouldn't do it. Uh, I don't know if he's going to sign a backup contract. If he signs a backup contract, he's coming back to Philly. That would be nice. That would be excellent, yeah. and I would approve of how he's doing that immediately. Yeah. Uh, the other place that I could see him going as a backup, right, are the, is the Rams. Now, right. now the other wild card in this, and, and I'm not convinced that this wouldn't also happen. Him going to the Jets. I know they're they're in on uh, was it Darnell? Darnold. Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah. And and he had a decent season. Darnold had a decent season. Right. But. Ah, the Jets, I might take a run at that. I get, other than the mental guy that's sitting up there in Buffalo with whatever freaking quarterback he's going to play with, right? Sean McDermott? Uh, yeah, Sean McDermott, ah, I think, is the head coach up there. I mean, there's there's some teams here. I'm not, if I'm the New England Patriots, as wild as this may sound, I might take a run at him. Bring in the real GOAT? Right. Bring in the real GOAT to replace to, the supposed GOAT? To back up Brady. Yeah. I'll pay him a boatload of money to back up Brady. And guess what? Brady goes down, falls already demonstrated he could win you know i i know on this show we've talked about potential sleeper destinations for him and and i think we're both uh we both felt at one time that oakland was a destination sounds like that's off the board i, I think that he's gonna wind up having to sign as a backup somewhere and if he doesn't sign with philadelphia which i think would be a mistake but if he doesn't sign with philadelphia the one team that intrigues me because they have a lot of um, discontent within the team right now, and he might be somebody that could go in and kind of settle him down, which is weird to say by a quarterback. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, excellent, excellent choice there. I, I believe that you ha- are onto something. I, I, I think he could go and add some stability, as you said, to, yeah. that, to that organization. Be the backup to Roethlisberger. Now the kid that's after that's backing Roethlisberger up, I like. I think he's a good, good quarterback. Yeah. I, I think Foles has some street cred. At the moment, so so you're right. If he's going to go as a backup, he's going in for his street cred. I also think you are correct in. I'm not so sure Foles is going to sign back with the Eagles as a free agent. He could do that, and it could just be hey, the Eagles had to cut him to help them with their salary cap. Right. I I'm not familiar with the rules that if he's a free agent, is he not permitted to go back to them? Yeah, I'd have to look that up. I'm we'll not, to, I'm not we'll sure. We'll have to check that. We, we should take a note of that. Yeah, we'll take a note of that and, one. And, and maybe look that up. But if that were the case, Howie, if you want instantaneous sainthood, you bring it back as your backup. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Now, I will say the Eagles are doing a nice job with some of their salary cap issues. You know, it was announced today that Brandon Graham is coming back on a three-year extension, which is good. They were able to move some money around, uh, buy themselves some room in the uh, with the salary cap. It's still really tight, though. They're still going to wind up having to make some additional cuts. You know, having foals off the books helps. It takes $20 million off the books, but you still got Peters out there. You still got um, Michael Bennett. You still got some some big decisions to make. Ron Ron uh, Darby's out there also as a free agent. So the Eagles are going to have to change a lot. But anyway, so that takes care of all the Philly news. The big other big news is what's going on at Duke right now. So Duke post Zion has it, been a mean, dumpster fire. Well, here's the first thing you got to understand. Okay, without Zion, Duke's not going anywhere. Which is crazy to say because Duke has the the. Number one and number three recruit. Zion was number two, by the way. But Duke has the number one and number three recruit, even without Zion. It's just, it's amazing how much they fall off losing just one player. Well, have you seen them play recently? I have. It's it's okay. it's okay. bad. Okay, Barrett can't play defense. I, I, I don't know what he's playing, but he's not playing defense. It's kind of the Ole defense. Hey, you're in front of me. Oh, you just went by me. Hey, have a nice time. Yeah. Okay. It. it if his shot's on, he's going to score a lot of points. If his shot's not on, then why is he out there? He's not yep. rebounding. He's not playing defense. I agree. Okay? Uh, then you have Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, I think, decided, uh, listen, i got to take a back seat to Zion and Barrett. So he can't quite bring it back. All right? So, yeah, he can't seem to turn it back on. Right. He can't seem to turn it back on. And I'm going, okay, you don't really have the offensive skills to go one-on-one with anybody. So why are you here? 
Right. Okay. Bolton's too slow. He's big, but he's too slow. Yeah. Jack White lost his shot. So that nice, thing is nice, gone. nice hustler, but yeah. lost his shot. Um, but that's all Ta- he plays, though. Ta- let's, let's be honest. That's, that's those right, only right, guys right, he plays, Ty- minus Trey, Trey Jones. Trey but, Jones, who yeah. I think is just worn out. Yeah, well, he hasn't taken a break in any of the last three games. Right. Yeah. He's probably the only legitimate player they got that can do defense and offense. But he just wears him out. Right. right? Um, DeLavier comes in and out. Yep. I, I, I'm not quite sold on DeLavier in terms of I don't really have a feeling for him. Okay? I hope people aren't doing a drinking game where they drink every time you get a name wrong. Because oh, really? they'd be really drunk right now. Oh, that's probably true. Delorier, Delorier. is the guy it's, from Duke. I was right. close. Dude, it was the last pod where you were talking about Scott Boros. Scott Boros. I'm Boros. like, Boros. No, it's an A at the end. Boros. No, there's an A at the end. Let me ask you something. When he Scott cashes Boris. the check, does he care what they call him? Well, yeah, it better be written right. Right, yes. written right, but Scott, they don't care what he Scott calls Scott Boros, right. But anyway, the Dukies are done. Uh, I don't see Zion playing another game during the regular season. So you followed Duke as long as I followed Duke. Correct. So this is, we're going back to like 1990 now. Correct. Yeah, I think it was 1990. Correct. Uh, is this, in your opinion, the worst coaching job that Krzyzewski has ever done at Duke? I See, this is – and I have mixed emotions on this, right? You, you can do a really good coaching job and your team just can't get it. I'm convinced with this group – that it's not the coaching. I, I think. Oh my gosh! I think they're getting good coaching. I, I think they're not capable of executing it. I, so I, you're it, saying the players, the players are not smart enough to figure it out. Whatever. They, okay. I, I I can't believe you'd even go down that path. Duke, they they had to be smart enough to get into Duke, and I know that people will say, well, they they got in on a basketball scholarship. Right. They don't have to know. No. Right. Like. You have to be smart to still get it into Duke. So the and and if you look at the, the high schools that some of these guys went to, Zion the exception. Right. R.J. Barrett went to a private like right. preparatory school to get him ready for college. Smart guy. He went there right? to play basketball. Smart guy had like a four GPA. Smart guy. Cam Reddish, same thing. Smart guy. You, right. Listen. So here's what I'm get saying. Get off of that water. I'm not getting on. The, so, so just follow me for a second. I think this is his worst coaching job, and I kind of alluded to you to this when you and I talked earlier in the week I think it's because he's surrounded himself with yes men so he lost Capel he lost Wojo he lost Chris Collins he lost guys that could maybe you know stand up to him and say no because A they'd been there long enough or in Capel's case he coached right without K correct yeah now he's got Nate James who was nothing more than a role player for him before right he's got John Shire who yes won a national championship but was you a role know, player. Was sort of a role player, Correct. right? He's got Chris Carrawell that just came back. So right. Chris, while Chris played at Duke right. and was a great player, it's not like he has a lot of credence with, with Kay from a coaching standpoint, right. right? And I think his special assistant is Nolan Smith, right? Another right. young guy that played right. with Shire. So I think Kay is really not He's – he's got an idea, he's got a plan, and he's sticking with it. And he hasn't changed, right? And the clear sign of that is what he did to Joey Baker – the fact that he thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this guy in, this this freshman in. He'll be a, a fresh look. Nobody's seen him before. I'll let him play. And then he only let him play for 10 minutes, right? And then I think in the second game, he played for one minute. So a kid that hadn't played the whole year, I think we were like 27 games in, hadn't played a, a lick. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to redshirt. He burns him for 11 minutes of playing time against Syracuse and against Virginia Tech. To me, horrible coaching. Oh, 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 okay. So now, I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this two ways. Yeah. One, let me let me go with your assistant coach's route first. Okay. okay. Tackle that one. So so if I stay with the assistant coaching route first, that they're incapable of saying to Coach K, "Hey, you're whack, right? You need to maybe lengthen the bench," and he's just not listening to him, right? I'll say, okay, that's a that's a strike against Coach K. At the same time, I'm going. I don't think he lost how to coach basketball. I don't think he went brain dead. Okay, so I think he's saying, hey, if you do this, this will be successful. If you execute in this fashion, it will be successful. I think he's got a bunch of kids who are clueless. They've never had to play defense. Never. Okay, so when they're playing at all these wacky schools they went to, where they were great students, forget whether they were good bands, they were great students, could have gone to Harvard, could have gone to Stanford, could have gone to all these schools because they academically were great students, okay, they never had to play defense because they were so talented on the offensive end. 
So now they come to a college and he's trying to teach them how to play defense and they don't know what that means. You De think defense is where they're the worst? Their that team is the worst defensive team I've seen at Duke since I've been watching them. Okay, well, they, you you didn't watch terrible. last year. Last year we couldn't play man-to-man -man defense at all. He they, had to play his own because they, they didn't understand. Oh, okay, this one's pretty close. It's pretty close. I don't uh, think defense is where they're bad. I don't think defense is where they're bad. I think they're bad on the defense because if your offense sucks, you got to live and die with your defense. They have no defense. So When Zion's in there, he is the defense. No, he no, makes I, them better because nobody's going down the lane going up against the tree that's going to come out of nowhere and block a shot. So I, I think that offensively is where they are horrible right now because I don't think Kay has taught them any type of actual offensive set. I believe he thought he was just going to be able to beat teams on fast breaks and just ignored the offensive side of the, the um, game. You watch Duke play now. Trey Jones dribbles the ball up. Or, or R.J. Barrett dribbles the ball up, and then they try to go one-on-one -on -one against the other team, and everybody else just stands around. There's no movements. Nobody set any kind of picks. Uh, there's no motion offense, nothing like that. Again, I think Kay just expected, oh, we're going to win games on, on fast breaks. So, again, that's why I think it's a horrible coaching job. He has no offensive game plan, and defensively he just – Well, his offensive game plan is the NBA. Okay, those guys are there – to showcase their offensive skills to the NBA. So if you watch an NBA game, right. you're watching Duke. Okay, Barrett gets the ball. What's Barrett trying to do? One-on-one -on -one basketball, let me go in and get my jump shot, or let me go and you know drive to the lane. Okay, Reddish, okay, let me take a jump shot. All yeah. right. Nobody other than Zion, who Zion's like, not am I going to the basket, I'm going to the basket and rip it off on my way through. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you try to score against me, I'm going to try to put you up in the stance. Right. Okay? So you have one basketball player who, to be honest with you, best basketball player I've seen in years. Talking Zion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you have a bunch of guys who think, I'm the next draft pick in the NBA. I got to make sure my offensive skills are on display so I can move myself up in the draft. Forget defense. The NBA doesn't play defense. No, no, I hear you. So, again, go back to your thing. Do I think this is Kay's worst coaching job? Yeah. I, I think it may be something that we have a discussion on at the end of the season, which will be very soon, right? But I'm not totally convinced he's there yet. Now, I did see a poll where he's in the running for coach of the year. Which is ridiculous. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> totally there. ridiculous. I agree with you. 100% there. Yeah. there. There are guys that deserve real consideration, like uh, the dude up in Tennessee. Ricky Barnes. Ricky Barnes, he deserves consideration. Yep. Wojo up in uh, Marquette de deserves. You can make the argument right now, by the way, that Wojo is the best uh, coach that was an assistant at Duke before he got there. I, I would agree with you on that. I mean, right, Collins and right. Northwestern's not really doing much. Amaker up in Harvard's just having a down year. And Mike Bray in Notre Dame is – is kind of struggling, but Wojo, Wojo is tearing it up in Marquette. I, I would agree with you. I, I give Bray a pass because he's been a very good coach at Notre Dame. Oh yeah, I'm not I, saying he's I, bad. I'm just saying he's, he's having a down year. Right, yeah. he's just having a bad year. Wojo, yeah. I agree. He, he's probably been the, the the best of the group and definitely deserves consideration for coach of the year. The dude at Texas Tech deserves consideration for coach of the year. Yes, he's done a very nice job. Yes. You you still have uh, the guy Virginia that I think is by far, and I've, uh, only because I've seen them play more, right? Uh, I, I think he's a great basketball coach. Well, he, they have takes, to, he takes that talent, molds it, and makes them into a very good team. They have to get past the first round of the NCAA tournament before I, I, I agree with you. They'll always have to live down that, that, yeah. that game. But, again, I think he's a very good coach, and I think he does a great job with the talent that he's, that he's given. I right? got you. So – I'm not sure I'm there yet with KS, his worst coaching job. I am there that if Zion Williams is done, if, if Zion Williamson is done for the year, okay, and I don't believe to be the case, I think he'll come back for the tournament, they're going nowhere. They're zero. Yep. They're, they're not winning another game unless the other team forgets that, oh, the game started and we need to show up. Yeah. All right. It's going to just take too much energy. Uh, when Well, that's the one complaint, and, and this is not only this year, but I, I, I think – for many years, Kay's bench is six people. Right. And by the time he gets to the tournament, both the ACC and the, the NCAA, NCAA they're dead. They're dead. They, yeah. they have no legs left. They have no legs right? left. I don't understand that. I, he's done that now for a number of years, 
And the only thing I can attribute it to is he's promised these guys they actual have to play playing a certain time amount of minutes. so that, right. you know, you can showcase your NBA talent. Yep. Well, we'll find out more about Duke in March. Uh, we're in March now, so we'll find Two out more during the done. tournaments. That's my prediction um, right now. Two games are done. And they're done, right? So one sport that is just getting started and has a big tournament in a couple of weeks, the players, is golf. Yes. And last week, uh, you know, we'll never be out there if you look outside. Oh, yeah, today, right? snow, we'll we'll right, be yeah. lucky if we get out there by July. Um, if you uh, if you watched last week, they had the uh, WGC down in Mexico. Correct. And it was a great tournament. Uh, yeah, very good tournament. Very good tournament. D- Dustin Johnson playing a different planet. He was playing in a different league than everybody else. Right. Rory tried to stay close the first day. Yep. But just didn't happen. However, the the few people I want to talk about because I do kind of want to get a preview into the players. So let's talk some Tiger. Let's talk some Rory. Let's talk some Dustin. You can talk Phil if you want to. He was way down deep. You could also talk about Jordan Spieth, but he's also way down deep. Oh, oh, okay, so at the players' tournament, all right, the the, the premium in the, is on put the ball in a fairway, then the green. Yep. I mean, if you spray the ball around at the players' tournament, you're done. You're, you're not going Correct. anywhere. Okay. So you have to hit it long and straight. Right, right now, the guy that looks like he hits it pretty much in the fairway law, Dustin Johnson. Rory's right there. Now, Rory occasionally goes off on the side somewhere, but they're your two, I would say, predominant players going through because they yep. hit it so so far and predominantly straight. I guess I'd have to throw Justin Thomas in there too. Yeah, yep. I mean, I think those three guys are playing the best golf right now. Rory's um, Rory's downfall is always the putter. If he gets hot with the putter, nobody's catching Rory. Actually, right? Rory's been putting very well. Okay. Yeah. He, he got ice cold on Saturday and Sunday. Correct. Yeah, and then J- Dustin Johnson was able to just pull away. But Correct. if Rory McIlroy's on with the putter, n- nobody's nobody's really catching him. Um, I agree with you that DJ and, and Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy hit the ball really far. The one thing I will say that I liked about Tiger Woods' game is that he didn't just keep bombing away at the WGC all weekend. He struggled with that early on Thursday, trying to bomb away with the driver. And he then sort of downgraded a little bit and started playing – um, uh, back a little further. He wasn't trying to bomb with the big guys. Now his second shots were coming from, you know, further back than those guys. Right, I mean, he's right. hitting nines and eights into the into the right, greens, but these right. guys are hitting wedges, right. right? But he's at least adjusting to the fact of he has to. He realizes I don't have to hit the ball very far. I just got to get the ball in the fairway. I, I I think I know he was very disappointed. Well, how he putted, I think he was very disappointed. I don't think he was disappointed with how he hit the ball. Right. I think he was very disappointed because he knew if he had putted, yeah. he'd have been right there with DJ. I think he had seven three putts for the yes. tournament. His yeah. putting was horrendous. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we're not talking from 50 feet away. We're, we're talking like 20 feet and in. I, I, I think he was angry over that because I think that was a part of his game he thought was there. I, I think he showed – okay, I can be a different type of player and I can adapt, which I think for Tiger Woods and golf is much more attractive and also will be very fun to watch because I think he's now going in realizing, hey, if I stay in the fairway, you're right. I may not be hitting a wedge. I may be hitting a nine iron, but I'm going to put that baby on the green. Now it's all putty. Yep. And I also believe if he's if his putter's on, last week he and dj are battling it out oh tiger and dustin johnson right yeah again you could say the same thing about mcelroy though oh yeah oh absolutely i throw mcelroy in that same boat i think i think they're right now there are four golfers that when you when when they're in the tournament when these four golfers Mm -hmm. are in the tournament you have to say whoa that's justin thomas dj john or dustin Dustin johnson Johnson, roy mcelroy and tiger okay when those four show up, and, and when I say show up, they're in the tournament, and they're playing pretty good. They don't have to be on the top of their game. They're playing pretty good, okay? The rest of the field's got to worry. Yep, The I rest agree. of the field, because each one of them can throw a 62 or better at you. Yep. Okay? Phil had his win this year. Phil goes to these courses now to do exploration, <laughs> right? Just check them out, yeah. And, and show off his fantastic wedge game. Yeah. He he has the best wedge game, short game of anybody that played golf. Of any golfer, right. right? Uh Problem is he needs that because he's all playing on places of the course that nobody else is playing on, yep. all right? Um, occasionally, somebody else will get hot and win. Um, but the, those four, I see them dominating. 
Uh, and I know that course at Jacksonville at the Players is tight. It's yeah, tight. It's, it's long. Um, you got to be in the fairway. You do, and I, I think that favors again. I, I I don't know if Tiger will do well at Sawgrass. I have a feeling it comes down to Dustin Johnson, McElroy. I'm going to throw in one other guy that we haven't talked about, which is Brooks Kepka. If uh, if it's good, good, good choice. Yeah, I, I like that choice. If he uh, if he plays, I'm not sure if he's scheduled to play, but if he plays, he does a he does a pretty good job putting the ball in the fairway. It's just whether or not he can put the greens. Well, he's playing um, this week at the Honda. Yeah, Jack's uh, tournament and a, a, a difficult course. I mean, you yeah. got to put it in the fairway of that course too. And the little bit that I saw, only saw a little bit of it. The guys who are doing well are the guys who are not bombers, but put into the fairway. Absolutely. So, so right now you had Zach Johnson in second place. Okay, two strokes behind. Yep. Zach Not isn't a, a bomber, hitter. but Zach's going to be in the fairway and play that consistent golf. And then, just just for old times' sake, the, you know, for the old guys like me, Ernie Els in second place, still after, playing after the first round. Well, before we go, I got one last topic, and, and this one just I I saw it, I laughed, and I immediately uh, just wanted to get your take on this as a former coach. So, uh, European uh, soccer, football, okay. European football, okay. uh, Premier League. Uh, Chelsea is playing uh, Manchester City for the uh, Carabao Cup or Carabao Cup or whatever it's called. And okay. uh, it's 0-0 in the 117th minute. Cool. So they're in extra time. Good game. The goalie goes down with cramps. Okay. And twice. Understand- understandable. Twice. And uh, the coach from Chelsea goes to sub him out. Puts his number up on the board. Yep. The other the backup goalie is about to come in. Yep. And the starting goalie waves him off. Says, no, I'm not coming out. Nice. Right? Nice. Uh, big hubbub happens. The referee becomes the mediator between the player and the coach. <laughs> nice. Uh, basically tells the coach player's not coming out. And uh, reg- uh, needless to say, Chelsea goes on to lose in the PK is because the guy misses, you know, the goalie misses. Because he can't three, move. Yeah, he can't move. So what's your take on that, man? Like, who's the, who's the blame there? Okay. Well, first of all, if the coach has made a decision, I'm taking you out of the game because right. I- I'm taking you out of the game. Strategy. Injury. You're injured, whatever, right. I, you know, I got a phone call. Who knows? Okay, the player doesn't get a choice of, hey, listen, blow it all, blow that year. I'm not coming out. Yeah. Right? So, for the coach to allow that to continue, right, I fired a coach. So, the coach didn't get fired. I uh, fired a coach. <laughs> the coach hasn't gotten fired yet, I should say. Chelsea is struggling. But what happened was the goalie got benched in the next game, which you benched. have to. You, you have to bench him. I, I would say to the, to the goalie, listen, here's the ticket. Right, you are now playing in the Alaskan Aleutian League, right? <laughs> and by the way, you got to wear the shorts when you play in there, right? No, I hear you. All right, so real quick to wrap it up, um, before we, before we wrap this up, real quick, you excited or not excited about Bryce Harper? You said that you are not happy they got him, but are you excited or not excited just as a fan? I, I, I think for the Philadelphia Phillies' sake, it'll put people in the stands. It'll stir a little bit of excitement up there. And Harper's a good ball player. I'm not saying he's not a good ball player. Do I think it pushes them over the top? No. I don't think it pushes them over the top. Do I think they can now do some damage Yeah. and not be a triple-A club like the Orioles are going to be? Oh, yeah, the Orioles are going to be bad, but we'll right. get into that later. Um, yes. So I'll say right. mildly excited. I am super excited well, that's you'll that we got Harper. Funny water, no, no, I'm, right? I just am. We, you know. we needed a star. We needed sort of a, a face to our franchise. And I think that'll be Harper now, and and I'm I'm excited to see what the Phillies do this year. I might not be able to get to a game because I might not afford, be able to afford it, but it'll be nice to get there. But anyway, um, we got more to come on the feud. Uh, definitely continue reaching out to us on Twitter at Sport Feud, um, also on Instagram at Sport Feud. Um, but thanks for sticking around for the feud. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>